Well, hey everyone, this is Dr. Shelley Plum. I'd like to welcome you all back to From the Hip. I gotta tell you, I am so glad to be home. I was visiting my parents, and they live in Washington State, and as you can imagine, from Florida, that is quite a flight. But you know what, it gave me some time. It gave me some time to think, and I was thinking about my business. My business and networking. Networking, I'm sure a lot of you who own a business can relate to this. Networking can be something that is very challenging. I will share a story with you. Just very quickly, I remember when I was developing my podiatry business, and I started my business from the ground up, and I remember walking into a networking function and I was like a deer in headlights. Have you ever felt that way? I mean, where you're frozen. I mean, there's all these people that are milling about. And you know what? I had no idea what to do. And can I tell you, I mean, I definitely am more experienced now. My business is, is thriving. But it's still, there is a bit of awkwardness. It is a lot of work. So today, I am very excited. We have a special guest with us. We have Cami Baker with us. Now, she is the author of Mingle to Millions. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. She is the author of Mingle to Millions. And if you're not familiar with the book, it really takes the work out of networking. And I love that tagline. How many of us want that work to be taken out of networking? So we walk into those functions and we really are comfortable. We know what to do. We are confident in what the message that we want to portray. So in a moment, we will be back with Cami. Well, hey everyone, we are back and we are here with Cami. How are you, Cami? I am fabulous, fierce, and on fire. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I want to be on fire. I mean, a lot of the people out there want to be on fire. So tell us a little bit, first of all, about your wonderful book, Mingle to Millions. Well, Mingle to Millions, the art and science of building business relationships and mastering referrals, all came about because I have literally been to thousands of networking events. I know that's hard to believe, but I am 50. And I, I am 50, and I've been to and just fabulous. literally, thank you, at least a thousand events, spoken on hundreds of stages, and the fact is, I see the same thing everywhere. It doesn't matter if it's New England, Florida, California, Texas, doesn't matter where we are, there's an epidemic of people that just have a really hard time building business relationships, and God forbid they actually follow up. So I wrote the book based on my experience, and just case study after case study of people that I was working with, and it really didn't matter. They could be a high school dropout or, you know, top of their league in a profession. Right. It didn't matter if they lived in a small country town or New York City. Yeah. People just, they have the same goals and dreams, and they also have the same fears and insecurities. So I wrote a book to help us take the work out of networking. Right. Networking doesn't work because it's random activity. Netwebbing which is in the book, NetWebbing net uh -huh. leverages our time through planned strategy. Right, right. And I like that, you know, what you just said is the fact that we all have common goals. We all also have common fears. Absolutely. So, and, and I know from my standpoint, just my story, you know, I was saying in the introduction is I will be honest with you, I felt like I was all alone 
that I was the only one in that room that felt so uncomfortable. But it's really comforting to know that other people in that room are having the same fears and they're trying to get to the same goal. You know, one of the things that really helped me to write this book and helps me to work with my clients is the fact that most people feel just like you. Yes. I'm the only one. There must be a handbook. There must be a guidebook and I'm the only one that didn't get it. Why is everybody here yes. so comfortable? Why is everybody having such a great time, etc.? And really, if you stop and notice the 50, 100, 500 people in the room, if you were really watching, no, they're not all having a great time and they're not all comfortable and they're not all flowing. If you were, And I study human nature, body language, how people are hanging out, what their tonality is, etc. So the first thing to know is you're not the only one. The majority of people aren't really excited to be there. We, we network because we know we're supposed to network and we need to network for our business, but nobody ever taught us how to do it. You know, and for whatever reason, you know, as kids, we babies, we come out, we're all excited and wonder and questioning, and what's that, mommy? Somewhere along the line, we beat each other down to where we're like, am I saying the right thing? Do I look okay? Did I wear the right thing? How's my breath? What do I say? How, how do I dare walk up to that table and introduce myself? What if they reject me? What if other people see it? We got all this stuff going on in our head. So truly, take a deep breath. Right set intention mm -hmm. before we walk into said event. Right. And when I say event, one of the things in the book is networking isn't just a place you go or something you put on your calendar. It's truly all the time anywhere. We are networking right now. Yes, we are. Standing in line at Dunkin' Donuts, going to the kids' soccer uh, game. I mean, we're always networking, connecting. Right. It's about connecting. How can we connect with people in a genuine way so that we are making the sale without selling so that we are developing the relationship without so much anxiety and effort. Right, right. You know one thing I'll share with you that helped me, uh, and it helps me honestly to this day, is I go into a room now, instead of thinking all of these people are staring at me, almost like all these people are against me, uh, instead I walk in thinking all of these people want to be my friend. They, they, I have something to offer them. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, that's a value, right? And that has helped me significantly. So I must know, because people knew that I was interviewing you, and a couple people had questions. So one of the questions was, is, um, you know, with the fear of networking and getting out there in the face-to-face, -face, uh, some of the people that I have encountered told me that they instinctively back into things like Facebook and social media and really try to avoid that face-to-face -face interaction. And I'm curious to get your take on that. How valuable is that face-to-face? -face? You know, there's an epidemic of people that are uh, hiding that are hiding digital age right well i've said many times social media is the most anti-social thing that we do so if we are going to be on Facebook and LinkedIn and all these different things you know I do a lot of Facebook lives and I teach my clients how to do them as well right. I, I say this all the time typing is good this is better using our mouth this is best you cannot replace face-to-face -face interaction, whether it's Facebook Live or being with someone. I mean, the energy you and I are sharing right now wouldn't happen if we were on Zoom, but Zoom or Facebook Live is better than just the phone, which is better than just typing. Right. So nothing will, will replace good old-fashioned human interaction. And when people are really introverted, 
they're afraid that they need to be gregarious and outgoing and change from introverted to extroverted and all that. And I was actually just sharing with someone yesterday on a discovery call, I said, you know, let's use whatever we are, whoever we are, whatever our personality style is to our advantage, because frankly, someone who's a little more introverted and quiet can be a much better networker than someone that's just talking and so flamboyant and out there, because sometimes when you're talking, right. you're not we have one of these and two of these. Right. One, two, let's use them in that ratio. Right. Let's learn to zip it and not be so worried about what we're saying, but listen to the other people so what we say is a value. So important. Yeah. Incredibly important. You know, I, and also, I'm sure with your experience, and especially writing this beautiful book, that you have seen common mistakes that we as business owners mm. or entrepreneurs make on a daily basis and may not even know it. Can you comment on that? You know, not only do I see them, but like I said, it doesn't matter what state you're in. It doesn't matter where you are. People from other countries that come in, I'm always observing it. it it's fascinating. So at the beginning of the book, I talk about the four archetypes. Okay. So we go out to networking events and we see the person who's given a card to everybody. They walk up to the group. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. Here's my card. They're spraying that card everywhere and they are praying that somebody will do business with them. We don't know them. They don't even know our names. It's actually quite repelling. They are the skunks. Oh, they're the skunks. They're spraying and praying. Okay. Then, that. there are the people who, hey, got a card? Do you have a card? Can I get a card? Let me go. They go around all the tables and grab a card at the expo, grab cards from everywhere. The little box that goes around the room, they're grabbing all the cards. They leave with a big stack of 20, 30, 40 cards. Right. And they scroll them away. Yes. So that they can hide and put us on their email list. Right. They are the squirrels. So I'm going to stop you right there. I mean, you know, I have been to networking functions where I have been in a huge crowd and people are asking me for my cards. And then the next week I get a slew of emails and cannot for the life of me remember who these people are that are emailing me. So I think that's what you're talking about. Well, it, it is what I'm talking about. And when I talk about this from the stage or even in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, people always laugh and nod their head because we've all seen all of these archetypes. Right. And uh, you know, the third type of archetype is the one who is try my product right. join my business sign my contract the whole time you're talking to them they're looking around the room they're not even interested in you because they're looking for the next bigger better prey right. they are sharking the room yes. they're really aggressive salespeople, and you know who I'm talking about uh -huh. and you know what I think that the sharks are really the ones that give the rest of us a bad taste in our mouth about networking because we don't want to be sharked we don't want to be seen as a shark right. so it's like okay well what do we do so if we don't want to be a skunk and we don't want to be a squirrel and we don't want to be a shark what do we want to be right. hmm well I subject to you that you consider being the spider okay the spider that's interesting okay why now when you think about a spider yes spider finds a place that she knows will be to her benefit where all that she wants will come to her in the best way. Right. And she places a connection and a connection and a connection and a connection. And as she's building her web, I call it the net web, uh -huh. as she's building her worldwide net web, 
when it's all in place, what does the spider do? And when I ask people that, some people will say, well, they attack, or they eat, or they kill. Well, maybe, but what she actually does is she sits back and waits yes. for that which she wants to come to her. Right. She's not chasing, she's not you know, repelling, she's just simply waiting for what she wants to come to her. The spider is strategic, she's savvy, and she thinks ahead. I love that. So when we are out networking, when we can think about thinking ahead, so setting intention, paying attention, and creating the retention of the resources, relationships, and revenue that rock. Right. So how about instead of randomly showing up, throwing a bunch of cards out, grabbing a bunch of cards, and never ever following up, God forbid, going on an email list, how about if we actually had a strategy and we can leverage our time, which is what I teach people how to do in the book, and specifically with a platform that I call a cause marketing campaign. It's a great way to have strategy so we can use our business as a force for good and make money while we're making a difference. I love that. that that's really great. That's really great. So it really, you know what, it just occurred to me too that Having a strategy, especially going into a networking meeting, decreases fear. Does does it not? Because you are prepared for, you know, you, you may know, I, it just occurred to me, you might know some of the people that are going. Well, maybe you research them a bit and find out a little bit about, more about what they're doing. So when you walk up, you know, I recognize you from your website and I saw this, this, and this. How valuable is that? I think you did read my book. Good for you. <laughs> that is what I call research, reach out, relationship build. Wow. So before we go to so when you say strategy, yes, yes, of course it re it reduces the anxiety and the fear. Mm -hmm. Confused people do nothing. True. Confused people do nothing. I go to Walmart. I need shampoo. There's 58 different varieties. I smell some. I look at some. I say, screw it. I'll do this later. And I leave and get it later. Confused people do nothing. So when we have a strategy and a plan and we know what we're going to do, ah, uh -huh. that relieves a lot of the anxiety. And so to research, reach out, relationship build means when you go into an event, if we're going to a meetup, for example, we can look down the right side and we can see all the attendees. But even if we're going someplace where we can research who the speaker is going to be, who the organizer of the event is going to be, research that person, actually reach out before we go, yes. and I have a whole template and system on how to do that. Right. When you research, reach out, and relationship build before you go, now when I show up, I can say, oh my God, Shelly, it is so nice to meet you, and I hug you as opposed to, hi, my name is, what do you do? Right. So this is the art and science of building business relationships before you even show up. And to your point, you actually recognize them. You know, even if you don't get them on the phone or in an email or a message, yes. you've done the research, so now you can say, huh, podiatrist, interesting. How did that happen? Exactly, exactly. Because then, too, you have some something in common with the person that you're talking to. So that deals with the preparation. That deals with when you're actually there at that networking event. How about afterwards? How about the follow-up? Well, is there a protocol that is acceptable with that? When I talk about making the sale, closing the sale, having a sale without selling, right. this is what we're talking about. So we talked about setting the intention before we go. The paying attention part is in the middle while we are there. So now that, now that we've set the intention, part of paying attention is looking at body language. How are you being seen and received? 
Yes. You can tell when you meet somebody if they're excited to meet you or if they're not really having it. Right. You can look around the room and say, wow. I want to talk to her. I don't know what she's got going on, but I want to talk to her. And then aren't there other people that across the room, we haven't even talked to them, but we think, Right. I don't know about that We've person. Been there. Yes. Right. Yes. We have. And so let's pay attention to that. Let's pay attention to how we're creating conversation. Instead of walking around with the old traditional, what do you do? 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 <laughs> let's be meaningful and masterful and memorable in how we're creating conversation. Ask people, you know, what are, what are you working on? What projects are you working on? Tell me something about you that has nothing to do with your work or where you're from. You know, what's your favorite book? Where's another networking event that you know of in the area that you think I would enjoy. In other words, paying attention to how you're creating the conversation so that when you go to create retention, the follow-up, the follow-through that you're speaking of, let's focus on the few instead of the many. You know, in the beginning, just three. Don't go into an event for an hour and leave with 15 business cards and think that you've built meaningful relationships with people. Focus on three so that when you've set intention, you've paid attention, also paid attention by having eye contact and really being present with that person. So that when you have the three, when you do follow up, it's not, who, who is this person? I, I don't even know what to say. Oh, screw it. I'll just do it later. You know? Right. We actually can set up a time. Say, hey, you know what? We've had such a great conversation. I don't want to monopolize your time. I know there's a lot of people here that you'd like to meet. Let's set up a time to finish this conversation. And one way to, to have uh, follow-up is to set it up right then and there. That's true. Pull your phone out and do it so you're not chasing them down for a week trying to set something up. Right. But even if you don't set it up right then and there, at least when you set intention paid attention now when you do follow up with them they remember you they are interested in having further conversation because you did focus on them and you did listen about their children and you did talk about things that you had in common and there's also a system and a template if you will of how to get people to follow up with you when you reach out and I teach people that as well that's great so in addition to writing this book you are a coach uh, a very effective coach from what I understand mm. from your, your reputation in the community. So there are, and this is one thing that, that I struggle with as well, is there's so many types of business coaches out there. Mm. How are you different? How is your coaching philosophy different? The way that I work with people, I, I don't work with people who are brand new, can't make eye contact, and need to learn how to stop giving the dead fish handshake. Okay. Like, I work with people who are already in the community. They're already networking. They're already established at some point, but they want to really bring it up. Like, they want to bring it up 10 notches. Right. So my coaching is really pragmatic, meaning I give people things to actually do and implement. It's not concepts. Now. 90% of anything we do is mindset. It's all in our mind right. and how we are showing up for ourselves and for other people. So a lot of the coaching is about mindset. However, it's doing actual physical activities that help to bring our confidence and our mindset up. So when I help someone with a cause marketing campaign, for example, using a cause that you're passionate about right. as a way to market yourself and your business 
It's not about philanthropy and volunteering and event planning, although a lot of that is, is finagled in there. It's about how you show up as a leader, how people start to see you and receive you differently because of your actions and what you're doing. Right. So the way that I'm different is that when people work with me, they, they, they start to hold their shoulders back, they start to hold their head a little bit higher, they have more confidence. Right. And when we can actually leave our icky salesperson at home, and show up to the event and our full authenticity, a lot of times when we're talking about a cause or something that we're passionate about as opposed to our business, people actually want to do business with us more because we're not being icky and salesy. Yes, yes. And you know what? When we're not being icky and salesy, I mean, again, there's confidence in that because mm. we're really being true to who we are. We're being true to our business mission because we're really offering a gift that we have that that we have on board. You know, that's part of it. We say offering the gift. Everyone has a gift. Everyone has something that is of value to others. Right. And you know what? I work with people who have a really high credibility in the community. They're president of this, or they run that, etc. But underneath, they're human beings just like you and I. They've got their own insecurities. What if people actually find out I don't know what I'm doing? Yeah. What if someone asks me a question and I look stupid and don't know how to answer it? What if I, with my clout and my position in the community, walk up to this table of people and they reject me? What am, how am I going to feel? What am I going to look like? So I help people to get rid of all that. Yeah. Get rid of feeling that way and understand you have a lot of value. What you have to say does matter. And I've just simply done so many different courses and trainings and put myself in a situation where I've cried with strangers and walked on fire with Tony Robbins and right. learned NLP to the point where I understand when I walk in a room, yeah. five people, 500, 5,000, doctors, it doesn't matter who's in the room. We're all just human. Mm -hmm. The majority of people in that room are just afraid they're going to be found out that people are going to find out they, they have no value. or It's just that stuff that's going on on the inside. I hope people get past that. You know what? Because we're all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. We're all in this world together. And, you know, contrary to what we may feel when we walk into a networking event or face-to-face -face with somebody, people are on our side for the most part. And, uh, no, I agree with that 100%. People really are good by nature. Now, we whatever we focus on, we find. Yes. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at ch at change, right. as Dr. Wayne Dyer would say. So if we're looking for people who are out to get us and negative and taking advantage and all, guess what? You're going to find it. Oh, you will. I mean, it's the law of the universe, isn't it? You put it out there and it comes right back to you, and it usually comes back to you threefold. Uh, no, I 100% agree. Absolutely. When, when, I, when I help my clients understand, listen, when you walk into that event, and when I say event, it could be anywhere. Like you're walking into a boardroom with three people. People. You know, you're walking into a sales presentation with one other person. Right. You're doing a Facebook Live, whatever. When I say walk into the event, when you are in the position of communicating with other people, let's just understand we all have our insecurities, we all have the things that we're looking for and want out of life. So in other words, it's an it's a level playing field. Don't think of that person as being above you or better or superior. Mm -hmm. You know, don't look at th this person as someone that you can take advantage of, whatever. It's an equal playing field. 
and when you show up, you have as much value as they have. They have equal value to you. Right. So let's just communicate and conversate so we can collaborate and create the income, influence, and impact we're wanting to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Cammy, I have to say that this has been such amazing information, amazing information. So for our viewers out there, I'm sure that we, you've given them a lot to think about, really. I mean, there's probably a lot of questions that are going on. Uh, any parting tips? You know, say somebody is in my position where they're going out to a networking or they know they need to uh, go to a networking function and they're a little afraid to go out there. Uh, or you have an established business person who just really wants to get their business to the next level. What parting words of advice would you give them? Well, as I've mentioned, remember that we all feel like somebody else got the handbook to life and we didn't. Yes. Like, why am I the only one that doesn't get this? Why am I the one that doesn't fit in? How is everyone here having a great time and I'm the only one, I'm the odd man out? The one thing that makes us all the same is that we all think we're different. So, when we understand everyone in the room feels the same way that you do right. in their own ways, that, first of all, there's a little calmingness to that, that they really don't have the handbook and you're not the one that's left out. We all feel that way. Second thing is, who are you changing your playgrounds and your playmates? Every time I get interviewed, people say, well, what can our viewers and our listeners and our readers take away? Who are you getting your advice from? Who are you hanging out with? Whether it's what are you listening to on the radio? What are you watching you know, on YouTube? Are you watching inspirational things? Are you watching the news and politics and how people are being taken advantage of, et cetera? Really feed your mind with the positive things in life so that you start looking for the positive in all situations. And when I talked about the research reach out relationship build, Thing. When we are going to an event, even if we don't know who's going to be there, if it's an event about um, cars, do a little bit of research about the brand of car that you're going to be at so you can speak intelligently. I, I did an event years ago in New York City that was a Ronald McDonald event. We were doing car shows with them and things. We had an event at the Ferrari dealership. So study up on Ferrari. Find out what the name of the newest model is so that when you get in a conversation, you don't feel left out or feel like people know more than you do. Right. So there are simple things that we can do. And like you said, it's not just people who don't know how to network it's anyone oh it is so it is. when people say oh i'm new to town i've only been here six months or two years or something i can be in an area and in two weeks i'll know more people and more about what's going on than the local does because it's a matter of getting out there as you've mentioned before how important is face to face it's so important right get out of your comfort zone and don't go to an event feeling like you got to leave with 10 or 15 or 20 cards and a contract sign Take a deep breath and just show up. Sh suiting up and showing up is half the battle. It is. It is. And I am a firm believer in uh, the phrase, let it go. And I, you know, I think that was part of my fear early on with the networking events is I had to have this many cards. I had to go, uh, you know, with all these leads and you really don't. And uh, what, I, what I tell people that I train now is it's planting seeds. You're planting seeds, and uh, when you, you go, you just plant a seed, and that seed will grow. And I'll tell you, some of my most wonderful, lucrative business relationships did not start right away. 
they came from you know just a couple networking events and them knowing who I am and you know just uh, becoming friendly with them getting to know what their family's like and then it happens so you let it go and look what grows right you and I are cut from the same cloth because I have a whole philosophy about stop looking for leads and start planting your seeds oh, because when you think about you know the, the book is mingle to millions the art and science of building business relationships and mastering referrals I am not a doctor I do not have a degree however I am a huge student of human nature and I have taken so many seminars and classes on body language and personalities etc cetera, etc cetera. so even psychologically if you're looking at people as leads mm -hmm. leads going to get leads I don't want to be somebody's lead Right. I don't want to look at people's leads. Let's start planting our seeds. So to your point, some seeds we plant are like sweet peas. Sprouts, blossoms in two months, we eat right away. Right. That's an immediate business. Somebody who actually needs what you have right now, just so happens tree just fell through the roof and they need a roofer and you show up and you're a roofer. Then there's other seeds that are like pumpkin seeds and you plant a pumpkin seed, it takes nine months for that bad boy to, to, to turn into fruit. Yes, yes. But then it feeds you for a season. It feeds the whole family for a season. So that's business that happens maybe a few months down the road. But then there are seeds like apple seeds. You plant that seed and you watch it sprout and you watch it grow and it's years and years before there's a tree that actually makes fruit. But when it starts to bear fruit, oh. It feeds you for years and generations and generations. So when we are out planting those seeds, anytime somebody says, oh, that event was no good, I didn't meet anybody, I didn't sign a contract, I didn't do, like, in their mind, because something didn't happen right now. Yes. They feel like it was a failure. But to your point, there are some seeds that I have planted that it was 8, 10, 12 years, and it was so fruitful Thank God that I didn't look at that person as a lead. Yes, because you would not have planted the seed. As a matter of fact, you and I are doing this show right now because of a seed that was planted. Many years ago, I was in real estate, and I was prospecting, and I was calling, calling, dialing for dollars. And I get a woman on the phone that was fabulous. She was great on the phone, and I was great on the phone. So we get together. I'm going to show her my uh, real estate presentation. Yes. She's going to show me her network marketing presentation. This is another philosophy of mine. Don't look at the company they represent. Look at the company they keep. Yes. So she and I met. I didn't list the house. I didn't join her business. But a seed was planted. And it wasn't the companies we represented that we were focused on. It was the company we kept. Right. And we were made friends over the years. And that was Lindy Eldridge, who is who introduced me to you. Yes. And now she's my best friend. We share stages. We share Facebook Live. We actually share a TV show together. She's blessed me with the honor of being the guest host of her TV show. And it's all from a phone call that was made. And if I looked at her as a lead, and damn it, we didn't do any business, right. then I would have missed out on so much. Yes, yes. You know, I was watching you on YouTube uh, this morning. Uh, you had a, a video on there, and you were talking about feeding your mind. Mm. You were talking about, uh, you know, the resources and continually, you know, feed your mind with positive, productive resources. And you know what that, right now, it's very clear to me that those seeds are watered by that. Mm. Uh, because mm -hmm. if you are constantly feeding your mind 
those seeds, those people that you talk to, you're constantly imparting knowledge, maybe a little word of advice here and there, uh, and, and that really helps that apple tree to grow. Well, as you're feeding your mind with new information, it also gives you more fun things to talk about. It does, yes. Yeah, I, there have been many times that I've counseled my, my clients to, to take on a hobby. In other words, years ago, I um, became a blackjack dealer one day for a Make-A-Wish Foundation. They had an event going on, blackjack dealing, you had to go take a class for a few weeks, get licensed by the state just to deal blackjack for one night. And I went through that whole process, and by the way, it's a good thing it was for charity, because if I had been a blackjack dealer in Vegas, I would be dead out in the desert, because I was horrible at it. I was really bad. I would be right there with you. I'm not good at that. No. But the thing is, I literally, the reason I did it, thinking ahead, the spider's strategic, she's smart, she's savvy. What? How can I use this as a way to create conversations? So during that time, while I was taking that the blackjack course, et cetera, when I was out networking, if there was a lull in the conversation, I could say, I'm taking a class to be a blackjack dealer. Yeah. And it was a great thing to talk about. And of course, the experience of dealing blackjack for Make-A-Wish Foundation right. and all that. Yes. So, so yeah, so as you're feeding your mind, it, it doesn't have to be going to a class or reading a book on business, it can be doing anything that's out of the box extraordinary, out of the ordinary, right. so you have something fun to talk about yeah. and, to, and to continue to water those seeds. Call those people, hey, I'm blackjack dealing. Right. How much fun is that? And it just continues the conversation. Ah, it's so important, so important. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, this conversation has been amazing. Thank you for coming on with us. Now, people who want to buy your book or they want to take a look at the book and see what, what's inside of it, where would you point them? CammyBaker.com. As a matter of fact, you can go to my website and get the book for free. You can get the PDF of it. Oh, some, pe some people think I shouldn't do that, but I just want people to read it. I want them to understand. Stop networking. It's random activity. It doesn't do anything. NetWeb. Leverage your time through planned strategy. So you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on my website. And as a matter of fact, when you order on, on Amazon, I actually put it in the mail for you. I send a handwritten card. I autograph the book for you. I, I love to do that. It's a lot of fun. So that's where they can get it. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, text, phone, email, carrier pigeon, or smoke signal. Another tip is when you're in business, yes. be reachable. I'm real, raw, relatable, and reachable. You want people to be able to find you. It blows my mind how many people are in business and you get a business card and there's no phone number. Oh, I know. Or there's no email address. Right, right. Or you go to contact them and they don't receive messages. What are you kidding me? Yes. Look or up Cammy. The voicemail is full. Oh. <laughs> or they don't even put yeah. their voice on the voicemail. That's true. You have reached. Yeah. Six. Oh, really? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's business etiquette. Business etiquette says let people find you. Google my name. You'll find hundreds of videos. I'm easy to find. The book is easy to find. Right. Well, thank you. On behalf of the entire Plum Top team, I just want to thank you for being here with us. Well, I want to thank you. And every time I mentioned your name on my way here, oh. <laughs> people recognized your, your name all the way to California. So congratulations on your success well, as well. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What a day, right? I mean, if you're a business owner, and if you, even if you're not, say you're marketing something, something different, something for your family, you walk into a room, didn't the information today give you a new perspective? I know it did me. I, I was listening to, to Cammie talk, and I'm thinking, you know what? I've been a squirrel before. 
I've been a skunk before and I really don't want to be that anymore. I want to be that spider. I want to be prepared. And so I really can't thank Cami enough for being here with us. And I can't thank you enough for being here with us as well. So this has been another segment of From the Hip. Until next time, this is Dr. Shelley Plum.